again everyone, anyone who's still listening to this or tuning in for the first time. I am Zenith and this is the podcast of the Spirit Channel. Uh, Continuing on in our series of spiritual concepts and philosophy and foundation to spiritualism. This episode will be about meditation and the importance of meditation how to meditate, different forms of meditation, when to meditate, what to expect in meditation. Um, This information can apply whether you're a spiritual person or even a non-spiritual person. Meditation is extremely important and a sadly underused and underdeveloped um, concept and tool that uh, we have available in this human life and human society. So, where to start? Uh, (laughs) Well, firstly, what I actually would like to say is uh, generally I get a few um, ideas in my head and just roll with them. I just press the record button and start talking. So, if there sounds to be a lot of hesitancy or maybe a few stumbles or um, perhaps a few hiccups, then it's simply because... I generally don't pre-prepare for these podcasts and I don't generally have notes. I don't have notes actually. Um, And I generally don't have any uh, information sitting in front of me. Um, Only for maybe to refer to to books or to um, specific information. I might have some web pages open but generally most of this comes from the head and the heart. it's my own heartfelt take on spiritual concepts and it is my own uh, knowledge um, limited though that may be um, that I am now passing down so I just wanted to get that out of the road so anyway back to meditation Meditation is, uh, if you're not familiar with it, I guess it's one of those uh, concepts that you will have heard of but really don't know much about and think it's uh, some uh, namby-pamby or arty-farty or wishy-washy hippie type of uh, uh, concept or practice that uh, is only done by um, those people or those type of people. Um, or you may be under the impression that it's a very uh, serious um, concept, a very serious, uh, oh, I can't I completely illustrate it, practice um, that is not uh, available or um, requires perhaps dedication and a lot, a lot of practice. Um, certainly not for <clears throat> a complete novice or someone who's never done it. None of those concepts apply. Uh, that is simply, what's the term? Um, well, it's certainly not illusion, but it's it's uh, mis, mislabeling. Um, I can't quite get the term, but you understand what I mean. It's, it's simply not like that whatsoever. Most people's idea of meditation, um, I actually don't know if I've spoken about this before, Um, So forgive me if I have, but I guess most people's idea of meditation comes from pictures or images that they have seen on a book, on a website. And generally, it's someone sitting with a serene look on their face in a cross-legged position with their 
wrists racing on their knees and one of their fingers, their middle finger, touching their thumbs and their eyes closed. Or it's uh, when you go to search up meditation, it's it's generally of a Western uh, woman, certainly maybe that's the images that I kind of have access to and I coming from the western hemisphere of the world but for me anyway it's largely of a western type woman uh, normally white skinned (coughs) excuse me sitting um, in a field or in a patch of grass uh, in the lotus position um, again with a, a serene look on her face or a slight smile and if it's not that that's it's one of those kind of yoga poses but Folks, I can tell you that, look, if that's what you, way you want to meditate, then well for you. I've tried that, and I can tell you now that it's it's certainly uh, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. It's certainly uh, not as uh, amazing and serene looking as as, it's, as it simply is. I mean, like if you're outside, <clears throat> you're, you're going to get distractions, potentially where you are. You know, is there going to be people passing you where you're sitting? You know, is that going to distract you? Is that the noise of traffic, perhaps birds, animals, uh, insects buzzing around you, an uncomfortable seating position on even ground, hard ground even, um, all sorts, maybe a cool breeze whipping at you, uh, wind whistling through your ears. So believe me, that uh, that idea of meditation really, uh, really is not all that it's cracked up to be. Um, again, this idea of sitting in the lotus position or sitting in that, that position, like if, if that works for you, great, but look, it doesn't work for me. I've tried it. I've sat there. My legs get dead. My legs, arms get uncomfortable. No, meditation uh, can be uh, practiced anywhere. Meditation does not have to be some deep, deeply held ritual that needs to be practiced and you need to read these hidden books of wisdom in order to get the secret knowledge. Meditation could be simply uh, in the shower, your eyes closed, enjoying the warm water while you perhaps zone out a bit. Um, Perhaps to take it a step further, sitting in the bath, lovely warm bath, relaxing, maybe nice vapors and stuff like that. You're lying there with your head against the the end of the bath, um, absorbing the heat and you kind of go at it for a bit. You shut down your your senses a bit. so meditation can be done there but most commonly meditation is done in a chair sitting upright with your hands on your knees or folded across your lap with your eyes closed and that is the most basic and simple and most comfortable and easiest form of meditation that you can do meditation itself is just about shutting down the normal five senses that we have and we rely on each day in this physical world um, and trying to develop or trying to bring to the fore those, uh, I wouldn't even say those thoughts, but those, uh, that silence, that stillness, that underused um, emptiness within us that we generally don't give much credence to or much credence to because we are absorbed in the five physical senses that we use to interact with in the physical world. But Um, As we know, or hopefully as you will agree with me, that there is a lot more than the physical world. Um, As hard as it may seem, as real as it may seem, as uh, difficult as it may take to believe in 
something unseen, something outside of our physical world, because we generally don't have much proof um, of it, uh, as in uh, what we would consider proof, um, like uh, photographic evidence or eyewitness testimony and stuff like that, what we would normally consider proof. Um, so we tend to perhaps... Um, uh, what's the what's the what's the word or what's the concept I'm looking for? We tend to perhaps not give it as much uh, heat as, as as we should, and maybe sort of half believe in it. And you know that's understandable and that's absolutely fine because look, some of the most incredible experiences that I've had have happened through meditation, and they are so utterly uh, convincing and believable. And when you're in that zone. You know, you have absolutely no doubt in an existence in a reality or realities outside of this physical experience. But unfortunately, even if we have those experiences, they tend to fade from memory. They fade from time because they're fleeting blops on a landscape of uh, physical and human interaction uh, that we uh, it takes up 99% of, of our time, or certainly takes up the vast majority of our day. So we are forced to interact in this physical environment the vast majority of the time. And unfortunately, those experiences uh, aren't you, aren't meant to last. They're, they're about giving you glimpses, they're about giving you insights, about perhaps uh, keeping you coming back for more, setting you on your path. So... Um, I guess uh, the importance of this here is that um, if you want to have uh, more experiences, if you want to have experiences at all, then, um, or if you just want to uh, sit in the atmosphere or sit in the silence or sit with your own self uh, in that calming environment that meditation brings, then you need to keep on practicing meditation so as i said meditation um does not have to be some um complicated long-winded process uh, as i said it's as simple as sitting in a chair and closing your eyes and as i said what you're trying to do is shut down the five physical senses and develop and bring to the fore that undeveloped sixth sense or that intuition or guidance system or stillness um, that we generally don't experience much in this physical world. The best thing to do is, for me anyway, is combine with a breath technique. Um, there are many different forms of breathing. Um, look one up. Uh, find which one works for you. It doesn't have to be a specific set of uh, techniques. It can be altered or modified to your liking. But I would say outside of meditation and breathing, a breathing technique is is another fundamental um, key of spiritual development. But it is extremely potent and extremely helpful when used in meditation. And most of these breathing techniques are about uh, changing the way you breathe. It's about 
breathing through the nose and out through the mouth instead of breathing in and out through the mouth. Um, from a kind of scientific perspective, the limited uh, scientific knowledge that I know, it, it's uh, breathing in through the nerve, uh, uh, through the nose. No stimulates the vagus nerves um, that I think are in the nostrils or perhaps further up. I'm not too sure about that. But, excuse me, these uh, stimulate, um, I don't know what they stimulate. They, they stimulate nerve endings. They stimulate um, maybe endorphins. They probably stimulate the um, adrenochrome system. Um, they stimulate uh, the pineal gland to produce more melatonin or serotonin or happiness hormones. Um, and uh, you'll find it most relaxing. You'll find if you start using a breathing technique combined with meditation that it is very, very powerful at relaxing and very, very powerful at uh, becoming you. Um, could really help with uh, uh, your emotional state, um, whether that's anxiety or perhaps anger or sadness. Um, a simple breathing technique combined with meditation can be most helpful, even on those very, very, um, I don't want to say basic levels, but even on those levels there. Um, I guess the best way to, as I said, with meditation is to simply get yourself into one, uh, a relaxed state. Make sure you're in a comfortable seating position where you're not going to fidget, where your limbs aren't going to uh, have the, the blood circulation cut off them or be uncomfortable. And uh, we're not going to need to fidget or itch. And simply, whenever you're ready, um, close your eyes. So that's the first thing. Close your eyes, feel yourself just relaxing, 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 and then just tell yourself, I'm relaxing, I'm slowing down. Even imagine a clock ticking in your brain or uh, perhaps, I don't know, um, a good form of meditation is visualization. Uh, you can visualize yourself somewhere, uh, somewhere that makes you feel very comfortable. Um, it could be probably the most classic one is a sunny beach somewhere. Um, relaxing on a sunny beach, maybe in a hammock, um, or whatever it is that you find relaxing. It could perhaps be um, something like, I don't know, an igloo somewhere. Um, it could be lying in your bed, listening to the wind and the rain going out. But in your mind, visualize a place or a situation or an event in which you feel most comfortable in, that you feel that uh, you would be at your utmost relaxed and you can add to that I mean you can add all sorts of objects or uh, whatever the case may be um, you, simply you can add you can add perhaps more images you can add uh, uh, noises sounds feelings you can add animals you can add whatever it is that you want um, it doesn't have to be it can be as simple or as complicated as you like but the key thing is, is it, this visualization should be something that, um, or somewhere that you feel most relaxed. And whether you use a visualization or whether you just feel yourself and tell yourself to start relaxing, at this point, use a breath technique. Um, use a breath technique. One of the most basic and simplest breath techniques that we can perhaps use is the four-fold breath. And... 
This is simply about inhaling through your nose for at least four seconds and holding it in the pit of your stomach. So you really want to get it down into your stomach. Your perhaps stomach muscles should tighten. Maybe you'll feel your abdomen um, swelling a little bit. Hold it there for about four seconds and then slowly release through the mouth for another four seconds. Wait four seconds and then repeat. should be um, entirely natural it shouldn't be forced Um, it shouldn't be rushed it should feel natural it should feel natural Um, and repeating this process will really help um, draw you down you get yourself into a rhythm you see and this can also help with um, another uh, aspect of meditation which people struggle with um, which is once you're in a meditation and you're, if it's a silent meditation, it might not even be a silent meditation, it could be a, a meditation with music, but um, <laughs> generally what happens is uh, your thoughts start running amok. Um, we don't really, uh, meditation is great because uh, we, we generally don't think much of our thoughts every day. That may sound strange, but you generally go about your business you're interacting with the physical environment uh, with your eyesight to to see where you're going you're using your hearing to to listen for sounds beeps phones cars uh, lights um, other people talking is is a big one um, and you know you, you obviously are you're using your your own voice to talk so Along with your um, smell and what's the other five cents? What's that? That's um, listening, that's seeing, smelling. Oh, yeah, touching. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right, okay, we touch things as well. So the point is, while you're doing all this here, all that sensory information is being fed to the brain, you're also thinking as well, but. a lot of the time, we're just kind of on autopilot. We're thinking about the a lot of nonsense, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. So when you're in meditation, um, you've shut down all the other five senses. So the only thing that you are aware of is your own thoughts. And it comes quite quickly apparent to you that your thoughts are uh, largely nonsense. They are largely nonsense and you're going, my God, is this what I really think about from time to time? Can I not shut this down? And because we're not accustomed to meditation, because we're not accustomed to um, sitting in the quiet, it becomes then hard, um, somewhat hard to rid yourself of these thoughts. They are just like a train, um, a train train track, train rack, sorry, um, yeah, they're just like a tree and they are a jumbo of constant barrage of, uh, what am I going to have for dinner? What did Susie say to me at the office earlier? That Peter one, you know, if I ever get him on his own and, oh, I have that bill to pay and, you know, listen, you should be trying to take this serious. We'll, we'll, we'll interrupt your, your thought processes. Um, can we not shut this down? Um, yes, and look at you, you're trying to sit here and trying to meditate, uh, everything, you know, your thoughts are, are, are just a, a jumble. 
But as I said, uh, a possibly a technique of visualization combined with using this technique of breath. Now I mentioned um, the fourfold breath. You can perhaps experiment with that. Um, you can try different breaths. Um, personally, um, I like to expand, stay in my breath a little longer. I would perhaps use uh, a countdown of five. Um, hold it for maybe about five and release for between five and ten. Um, so look, there are many different breath techniques. You can even take that one and modify it and change it to whatever way feels right for you. It, the, the key thing is what feels right for you. You are the one going to be meditating. So if, if, you, if you're being uh, taught a breath technique or if you're attempting a breath technique that doesn't work for you, change it. Just change it. Change it to whatever way you feel comfortable. But it has to be natural. It has to feel natural. Otherwise, it's not going to work. But if you get into a rhythm of doing this here, then you'll begin to focus more on your breath and you'll find that those thoughts generally start to disappear. And the breath can help draw you down further into the meditative state. Meditation is like a tree. Um, you start at the very tops of the branches and the more that you um, proceed deeper into the meditative state, the more you draw your senses and active mind down into the subconscious, into the root of the tree. Uh, the subconscious mind being the mind that we don't have access to in the waking state. Um, it generally uh, comes uh, alive, if we can say that, during uh, uh, during the the sleep state, the REM state, um, and meditation is quite like that. You may be aware of uh, different brainwaves, frequencies, and how we operate on them. Um, I don't have the information to hand. Um, I could probably look it up here and uh, bluff away and talk um, nonsense while I'm looking it up, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, we have the alpha, beta, delta, gamma, and theta brainwaves um, for me again it's not that important to really know what these are but I think really we operate in our normal waking state in beta um, and alpha I think is a, uh, a perhaps a daydreaming state um, and then uh, it's either delta or theta is that one of those is the, the perhaps the sleep state followed by the REM state which is the rapid eye movement which is the state that you're in when you're beginning to dream so and then we have the meditative state which is very similar to the sleep and uh, dream state um, so you can see how different brain waves um, operate and how your brain operates during these different states high relaxed high at peace you are so pulling yourself down into deep meditation is accessing the subconscious mind you are accessing the, almost a dream state um, and it can be very much like that when you're in a deep meditation but as I said the, the key thing to do is to Learn to quiet the mind. Um, in the beginning, perhaps you'll want to start off. And many people um, just continuous, continuously uh, use this, um, which is uh, listening to music. Uh, listen
listening to some form of music, some sort of relaxing music. If you look up meditation music, you'll find millions, um, certainly in the, the thousands of uh, YouTube videos and social media um, sites which uh, will have some sort of meditative music on it. Um, and this is obviously some sort of music that helps you relax further. It's generally uh, non-vocal. Um, it's very ambient. Uh, it's very melodic. Um, and again, pick a music which feels right to you when you're attempting your meditations. Uh, it's everyone's uh, musical tastes are different, and uh, everyone's. Uh, what they can relax to is going to be different so don't be dismayed um, if uh, perhaps you're meditating within a group and um, you don't get the same effect or can't resonate with uh, the music perhaps that everyone else has played everyone's different a very um, helpful one second here Perhaps a very helpful thing to do would be to look up the different frequencies that um, are are played during meditation. Um, we have uh, the nine, what's called the nine sophragio frequencies, um, and these were discovered um, quite a long time ago um, by, I think, it was. probably wrong about this but it was um monks just give me one second i'll look that up for you they the music they're a uh, they're a scale of six different frequencies um they're associated with what is known as the Georgian charts. Um, they are a six-tone music scale which was used in religious music at the turn of the 10th century. There you go, there's your history on it. Um, there's perhaps even evidence that these frequencies existed um, as far back as biblical times. And kind of knowing what we know about our history, um, our untaught history, it would not surprise me in the absolute slightest that these frequencies um, existed long before um, biblical times. Um, just on a side note, there is a lot of evidence that um, Egyptians used uh, music in healing, um, musical tones in healing. That's something that I haven't really looked into, so I can't really talk about it much, but um, yeah, as I said, it, it probably goes back as far back as that. Um, but basically, these six sulfuridium frequencies try to um, perhaps, or it may be very useful for you to um, meditate to listening to one of these sulfuridium frequencies. Um, the first frequency is uh, is at nine three nine six hertz. I'll put this in the um, in the comments for you. Um, that's apparently to do with liberating guilt and fear. 417 on doing situations facilitating change. 528 associated with transformation and miracles. DNA repair. 639 hertz associated with connecting relationships. 741 hertz is associated with expression or solutions. 
and 852 hertz is associated with returning to spiritual order. Um, different websites may say different things about them. Um, but again, look, you don't really need to concern yourself with this. Simply pick a bit of music that um, uh, is is recorded at one of these frequencies, and if you like it, then try meditating to it. Um, again, it all depends as well what you are meditating for. Um, so I guess the next logical step to this here would be uh, types of meditation. Once you have learnt, uh, perhaps dabbled in a bit of meditation, um, perhaps uh, just before moving on to that, uh, if you're unfamiliar with meditation, then don't be dismayed if you find it uh, very challenging or it's not very successful. Give yourself a time limit of five minutes um, or 10 minutes to try to meditate. Meditation is a is like working a muscle. Um, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Um, when an athlete works out, their uh, muscles or their fitness become stronger or better. Um, and if they don't, it kind of up, 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 uh, atrophies. Um, so meditation is the exact same way. You need to practice it as a muscle. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. So once you feel comfortable at five, 10 minutes, start increasing it. Um, you can perhaps meditate for half an hour. Uh, you can meditate up to an hour or you can split your, your hour into two different meditations, two different uh, times of the day. Um, it is hard to get that uh, time for perhaps a, a full hour. Sometimes it's hard to get 30 minutes or even 15 minutes. Um, or even perhaps 10 minutes um, because of all of the distractions and the commitments that we have in modern life and then perhaps you know even if you have the time you may find that you're exhausted or too tired or whatever but <clears throat> it really is important just to try and find some alone time some quiet time even if it's only for 10 minutes just to almost like reset yourself just to remind yourself just to give yourself that little reminder of yes this is what meditation is all about and um, it can be so beneficial uh, even if it's only for 10 minutes um and you last thing that you feel like doing is meditating if you do just make the commitment for 10 minutes you'll generally be surprised at yourself and realize god that was actually a lot more beneficial than i thought it was going to be and i'm glad that i forced myself to meditate but anyway uh yes you can uh what are you meditating for um there are different meditations there are as many different ways to meditate as there are people you can have something that you wish to meditate upon or you may not wish to meditate upon anything you may have a meditation based around love and uh, you may have a meditation which you emit love and um, you ask to receive love you may have a meditation in which you um perhaps want to uh, connect with that little voice in your mind uh, you want to perhaps have a meditation in which you just uh, feel relaxed you may want to have a meditation in which you um, connect just with the silence to have silence in your life um, the old saying silence is golden is absolutely true here because um, it is extremely difficult in today's 
modern world to find anywhere in which there is no noise. Um, whenever I meditate, I generally put on earphones or put in earplugs, or perhaps both, in order to drown out as much noise as I possibly can. But even then, you're still subject to um, perhaps noises outside or noises coming from your your home, um, electrical appliances, creaks in indoors, wood, noise of wind or whatever. So it, it can be quite hard to find somewhere that is very, very quiet. And this is why a lot of people use music as well to, to, drown, to drown out the, the outside noise. Um, but as I said, you can meditate on for something or you can simply surrender to the meditation process and see exactly what comes. Um, as I said, you'll probably be bombarded with um, noises and, uh, sorry, not noises, thoughts, random thoughts that come through your head. And as I said, visualization and using the breath uh, can be very helpful in quieting down this noise. Other things you could potentially do are simply uh, tell your thoughts to shush, be quiet. That can work. Or you can um, have a visualization or have a thought process in which these thoughts uh, move from one side of your mind to the other until they're they're gone, they're, they're outside of there. Um, imagine like a, a cloudy day um, or clouds passing and once your mind becomes clear, then it's the sun kind of shining. Um, or you may simply uh, be capable enough to actually shut down those thoughts um, you can have perhaps uh, an image in your head that you can concentrate on. Uh, a white candle um, is, a, is a good one. Uh, this is also used in um, advanced meditation pro- practices. Uh, the visualization and the concentrating on an object for a certain period of time. Uh, or you may want to have a thought in your head or a mantra that you repeat to yourself. Um, any sort of mantra, some sort of positive mantra. Uh, perhaps one of the I am's which I recently wrote about and uh, you can repeat that over and over to yourself or as I said um, you can just see what comes you can see what comes at a more kind of spiritual end um, of things meditation is about connecting with your guides you can meditate to connect with your higher self with your angelic beings to uh, to sit in energy and to sit in what is uh, known today as sitting in the power, sitting with your own soul energy. I'll talk about that in the next um, podcast. Um, about uh, raising the Kundalini, which I talked about, which is the energy system of the body in order to open the chakras and to draw in more light and um, enhance your spiritual abilities. Um, and you can certainly uh, have a meditation in which you uh, try to draw yourself as far down, down and deep into the subconscious mind and uh, see what uh, what visions come to you. Perhaps you could ask for advice or help and um, see what answers come back to you, um, if any. You may hear noises. Um, I've certainly uh, heard animal noises. These are generally indications of uh, a uh, animal guide. You can look them up. 
um or you may just get messages or voices from dearly departed ones your own guide your own soul your higher self um or perhaps uh visions uh you may get images you may get scenes of something um or if you're very lucky i guess you can um perhaps <clears throat> have an out of body experience or a astral projective experience your actual soul can leave your body and uh visit different places um experience different realities um all while sitting in your physical body and uh being able to open your eyes at any time and stop the experience at any time as i said some of my most extremely um beneficial and fruitful and powerful experiences have come in a very deep deep meditative state and it can be extremely unbelievable you can think that you're imagining these things but when you've experienced um uh, or had experience like this uh a few times um and had numerous other um I don't like to say spiritual um what way can I rephrase this um people think that uh, they're having a spiritual experience but but really at the end of the day we're having a human experience where you already are spiritual beings if you want to use that term we already are um uh, truly energetic light filled beings you're simply having a human physical experience not the other way around but basically it it's a dropping of the veil it's a dropping of the veil um that separates this reality from the next and you can get glimpses you can get insights you can um have memories uh as i said you're you're even your very soul can travel to these places all the while sitting in your physical body um and because we're not used to these it can seem very unbelievable uh the most important thing if you have anything like this is to write it down write it down keep a journal of your experiences um you may not understand it you may think it was uh uh, uh imaginary and um, what we would what we would call imaginary not real and um, not um not the real sense of imagination um but what we have been taught to believe is your imagination unreal um not uh, based in or grounded in reality but as i said there are there are certainly more to our existence than just this physical experience um so write it down uh look at it every now and again there may be things in it that you look at with fresh eyes there may be things that you come across at a later date through another meditation or just some sort of other encounter some sort of vision that um enables you to make sense of what you experienced in in that meditation uh so yeah as i said um it is hard and this podcast is also um a a lesson for me because talking about it um i also realize that i do not meditate enough um i make excuses uh even though i've had um channeled messages that talk about meditation um if meditation does all that for you if if that's everything that you can achieve in meditation and more then why would that not be the central practice of your life why would you not put that ahead of your daily chores of your 
uh, appointments of your uh, cleaning up or whatever why would that not come first because we're so conditioned by this physical life that we tend to put that on the back burners um, so again that, that's a lesson for me it's a reminder for me um, perhaps to take it to the extremes when we look at uh, the man that we call Jesus uh, at the the great Buddha or the man who was termed the Buddha um, and uh, Muhammad of the Islamic faith um, one thing that I find in common with all these uh, beings with these perhaps uh, masters with these recipients of great knowledge is that they all took time out to to meditate and sit in the silence um, the Buddha famously sat under a tree for years until he received his enlightenment and fasting which is oh, I didn't even mention that um, fasting is, is another great uh, key for sharpening the mind and helping the meditative practice um, Jesus the Christ or Yeshua uh, left his disciples regularly and went off to meditate um, it is rumoured that uh, when he left home at the age of what was it 12, 13 and didn't return until he was 26 he spent uh, time in the company of uh, uh, great uh, teachers of the um, Hindu and perhaps Buddhist uh, teachings uh, and would have um, studied uh, forms of meditation um, including Kiri Yoga which um, is a bit removed from our um, Western idea of yoga uh, and also we spent 30 days and 30 nights fasting and meditating in the desert um, and of course then we come to Muhammad who sat in a cave on his own um, fasting and more than likely meditating until he received his guidance as to wisdom so um, and from, from, from reading from various spiritual oriented books like Voices of the Confederation which I'll talk about later um, these are uh, beings uh, who are outside of our physical reality who um, can and have communicated to various people um, through the art of channeling um, and have imparted great spiritual concepts uh, but throughout a key theme throughout uh, their teachings and their um, words are the importance of meditation the importance of meditation um, if you want to truly develop your spiritual abilities. Um, they have even said that um, this is the only thing that potentially separates us, as unbelievable as it may seem, from masters like Jesus is meditation. If you can meditate long enough and deep enough, then you will avail yourself of great spiritual truths and great um, remembered uh, I hate the word ability but remembered uh, cosmic truths um, I guess so I think I'm going to leave it there I think I've said everything that I need to say about meditation um, and hopefully stressed the importance of meditation and why you should start a meditative practice um, from uh, just the very uh, 
basic if you like um benefits to to your mental state to your uh physical state and to um, learning to relax in a fast-paced sometimes toxic world to the um advanced um effects or the advanced um tools and perhaps techniques in which people use it to develop their spiritual abilities and then finally as we just discussed or right through to the very perhaps pinnacle the very apex of what potentially is achievable while instead of human body to have um, the ability to potentially perform miracles or what we would call miracles like past masters like Jesus and there are rumored to be many great teachers and famous monks um, who don't normally interact with society who um, live in uh, eastern mountainous parts of the world who um, are rumored to be able to perform some of these great miracles even some of the things that we do know about buddhist monks and stuff like that who practice meditation who uh, don't interact with modern society they're able to regulate their body temperatures and cut off pain and stuff like that extreme hot uh, temperatures of hot and cold don't affect them so uh, as i said i'm going to wrap it up i hope that uh, you find this um podcast useful i hope you find it informative i hope that it uh, convinces you to look into meditation if you don't and if you do then to continue on and deepen your meditative practices i am your host the zenith and i thank you once again for joining me for listening in for continuing to grow with me as i learn myself and it is great gratitude and thanks and i leave you with many blessings from this day and your days forward and until we meet again love light and truth Thank you.